Saudi Cup and welcome to another episode for the MMA Monday here for the Funky Pod, the only MMA podcast in the whole world that is not sponsored by Manscaped and proud of it. Yes, we are all natural. <laughs> oh God, where, where is this podcast going? Uh, this past weekend, we didn't have any UFC events. Ooh, some time to breathe. No, not really. All the, not all, but many of the other promotions were in action. So let's jump right into this. But before we do this, one piece of news that came out of the UFC sphere uh, was something, well, newsworthy because it was news um, it's been reported that the fight between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whittaker might get pushed to 2022 Duh. I mean I'm not the biggest fan of rematches because we've seen it once already but this match of course Whittaker on a great run since he bounced back from the loss to Adesanya Adesanya is still the champ of course at 185 so having to wait that long I believe it's due to like the COVID protocols or whatever uh, I simply blame COVID for now for everything um, kind of sucks is Adesanya going to fight someone else in between and if not it's going to be like a long time without fighting at 185 especially hmm I'm curious to see where, where, how this plays out but this is oh it's going to are they going to are they going to like ignore Ritika give Adesanya a different fight and then what if Adesanya loses ah that would be terrible no, nah, I hope I hope that's not true. Those news, and I hope that something can be figured out there, because we need to see Adesanya with uh, Robert Whittaker too, because who else would be a contender in the division right now, right? Otherwise, we just see Adesanya going up again. And oh man, yeah, no, I hope there is a way. Just meet halfway somewhere. Well, half. I mean, damn, just make it like a one event down there, like just an Aussie event, a New Zealand TV event or something. Oh. Oh damn, that sucks. So let's hope, let's hope uh, that they figure something out there. Okay, so let's let's talk about the events that actually happened. So no UFC, but we had Bellator, we had one championship, and we had the PFL uh, kicking off action. And let's start with the PFL because there were some results that we might have not predicted correctly. By we, I mean myself. <laughs> so um, in the main event of the PFL playoff card this past Friday we saw Ray Cooper the third dominating Rory McDonald and of course if you go back to last week's podcast I of course correctly predicted Rory McDonald getting dominated um, so Ray Cooper the third I think it is the third time now going to the finals here um, everyone thought okay the, the, the loss to Glaze and Thibault for McDonald was like it wasn't really, I mean, he should have won it, but he, well, it wasn't a good performance. Um, but it was just a slip or something. But actually, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, we all thought, uh, he said he lost the fire, but he said he's gonna, he, he, he's back. But is he, though? Maybe he's not, because that was domination. I mean, 30-27 across the board. Um, of course, a UD for um, Ray Cooper. And here there was... As someone who's a PFL casual, at least, a bit disappointing to see, to be honest. I mean, great. Congratulations, Roy, Ray Cooper. Uh, fantastic. But you don't expect this when you watch, when you tune in for a Roy McDonald fight. You don't expect Roy McDonald to get dominated like this. So that was crazy. Um, in another fight, we had Magomed, Magomed Karimov. So many Magomeds right now. Must be like a, must have been like a, a very popular name, I know, like 25, 30 years ago. 
Um, the study booth size, I don't even know. Um, there was a clear UD also for uh, Alta St. Magomed there, so it was clear cut. Um, I think study booth size uh, was just a last minute replacement, so um, can't really fault him for not being super ready. Uh, so, congratulations there. Um, so, Bantam is also in action, and um, I just mentioned this because, and uh, is his name Rausch? Rausch, Rausch, Rausch. Rausch Manfio, um, he defeated Clay Collard, and have you heard his press conference? He's like, I'm the best bantamweight in the world. I could, I he, did he beat Peter Jan back then or something like this? He's like, I beat Peter Jan, and Peter Jan is the UFC champ, so that makes me the best. That's like that's like Patricia Pitbull uh, kind of thinking. Like I beat. Uh, Mike Chandler Mike Chandler beat the one other dude so I'm better than them so if Mike Chandler becomes UFC champion you can you can bet that Patricia Pit, Pitbull is going to be like I beat Mike Chandler I should be UFC champion or something like this so um, yeah that's, that's like MA math that, that Manfio is doing here um, his performance is great though I mean yeah, we've seen lots of cocky fighters obviously that comes with the profession I believe um, his performance was good 29-28 across the board so um well done congratulations great performance I enjoyed that uh, but yeah I mean don't get ahead of yourself right um, we also saw Gleison Thibault by the way again in action on the prelims he defeated Micah Terrell via um, an arm triangle in the first round so congratulations Gleison Thibault and just gonna be happy that there is apparently no USADA with the, uh, in the PFL <laughs> Um, overall, I'm still not sure how I feel about it's the third iteration, I believe, right, of the playoff thingy for the PFL. Not sure how I feel about it. Um, it's kind of cool, also kind of disturbing with like points and stuff, like who comes into the playoffs. But other than that, um, I do like it. So yes, cool. Um, we also had the Bellator, and <laughs> I, I the main event. First of all. If you haven't checked out Gegard Mursasi's interview with Submission Radio from this past week, hilarious. Like every, I always forget it because he doesn't give many interviews, but every time I see Mursasi giving an interview, he's hilarious. So it's fantastic. I, I love Mursasi. He's great. Um, he was up against John Salter, and John Salter was like, yeah, I'm the real deal. And I mean, he's number one contender, right? And he's like, yeah, so many, so many you know, victories, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, first round... Not bad. John Salter was actually taking Musashi down. So, yeah, good. So Salter would have won that, I, I think. I mean, he didn't do that much damage, but he took Musashi down actively. Um, but then Ariel Havani tweeted on, uh, on, had a tweet on Twitter. He's like, oh, Musashi done playing or something like this. So Musashi's angry now or something because then in the second round, uh, Musashi's like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. And he was then like, um, I mean, he was showing who's the boss and eventually he, land, he la landed or handed, ended up on top of um, John Salter and was just berating with punches down. Um, the bell saved John Salter there. But same picture, then same thing happening in the third round. And Musasi was just raining punches from dominant position until the ref had to stop it. Um, yeah, that was dominant. He was like, okay, done playing, let's go. And then he just went. So Musasi with the insane record of like 48 and 7 or something, it's ridiculous. Um, fantastic performance. Kegan Musasi, like, just like tip of the head, uh, fantastic. Like, too bad that he's not in the UFC or that he didn't stay in the UFC back then, but 
Uh, yeah, the, those performances are just insane and definitely one of the best to ever do it. First, it's fantastic. So, I hope we see a few more few more fights before he he um, calls it quits. Fantastic performance by by Gegard Mousasi. Um, basically, not untouchable, but I mean, a class of his own. Uh, we also saw uh, Korishkov, Andrei Korishkov versus uh, Saba Homasi um, ended up. Finally, I predicted something correctly. I mean, I also predicted, predicted Musasi winning, uh, obviously, but that's not difficult. But um, by the way, then afterwards, we had uh, Austin Vanderford, Mr. PVC, um, coming in the ring. Very polite. He was on commentary, very polite. He's like, hey, great job, Gegard, and I'm looking forward to being your next opponent. opponent. So on PV, Mr. PVC's um, run is going to end there. Um, so then had Koreshkov, there was a Saba Homasi. Um, UD for Koreshkov, like clear cut, um, even 30-26 twice. Um, so clear do domination there. Homasi was hanging in there, trying his best, but Koreshkov was clearly dominating him. Um, oh yeah, now I see, I, I mixed this up. Ah, glad we're live here, basically. So then we had the Bantam weights, and this was the guy who said he's better than everybody. He, that, that's the Raufion, I see, I, I missed the, mistook the, the names, sorry. Raufion's thoughts or something along those lines versus the Magomed, Magomedov, and he's like, Magomed took Peter Jan or something out or whatever, and I'm beating him, so in return me or this means I'm being, being better than Peter Jan and Peter Jan is still the champion in my mind so I'm the best bantamweight in the world so this was the, the, the guy sorry for mixing it up two weird names that's why I got, got it messed up so he's the guy uh, who said he's the best bantamweight in the world and again MMA math sure that always works um, by the way the, the, the card said or the, the judges say 29-28 close but twice 30-27 and I think I agree with the 30-27 it was a great performance um, what else? We had one championship again, also in action. Um, we had the main event between Eduard Landslide Foliang from the Philippines versus Sang the warrior Li Peng from China. And that was lame. Eduard Foliang, that turned on the way I said it. Unfortunately, I mean, there's this wushu style thing, right? That only takes you so far. And also only if you're really fit, really fast, which means kind of young. Like if you're my age or the age of Eduard Foljang then I, I would simply assume that we're a similar age by now I'm guessing um, he looks way older though of course um, but this the spinning shit and stuff it just doesn't I mean it, it's never a great idea to only rely on that or to more, mainly rely on that even though like Wushu is cool but eh. by the way check out Master Ken on Filipino martial arts <laughs> uh, anyway so uh, it just it just didn't didn't work out. Like uh, Li Peng took him down, um, was like dominant most of the time. So it was a clear unanimous decision um, for um, Li Peng, who is now aiming on facing Christian Lee. If Li Peng fights like this and faces Christian Lee, he's gonna get um, probably choked out in the first round, knocked out, choked or something. Because for all the faults that you can see in Christian Lee's game. One is that he definitely does not step off the pedal. He comes out like full speed and Sang took a while to get started here. So he needs to step up his game. Also, I can't tell you any scores because one championship touches fights as a complete in the, as a whole and not round by round. Hmm. Totally, totally not. I know, dodgy. Um, Co-main was Alex Little Rock Silver versus Miao Li Tao. Um, yeah, also 
clear decision for me, a clear decision for uh, Alex Silva. He was, I think, just out grinding Miao Litao. Um, so fantastic, fantastic, great, great job there. Um, I did enjoy that. I made fun of one championship card before. I said, like, they had not many great fights on there, but uh, this was a, was a good fight to watch, actually. What was not a good fight to watch was one championship's resident social media star, Alain Lani. Uh, the Panther um, back in the ring for the first time in forever. Um, he was facing Thomas, the last Viking Narmo from Norway, I believe. Uh, and the last Viking was bigger than Nali, way, 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 way taller. But Nani started with like fl uh, switch kicks and stuff, like jumping stuff and spinning back kicks that even set him on his butt once, but okay. And then They just, like, I think the first groin kick came from uh, Narmo to Nalani. And they're like, okay, 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 relax a few minutes, okay, then they go again. And then somehow Nalani ended up, uh, like, Narmo was on the floor and Nalani was kicking his legs. And then he tried to kick his thigh, but he kicked his groin, like, full power while he's on the floor. And this then basically eventually ended in a no contest. <laughs> Again, growing kicking championships returned. Like last time we had like this one fight with like the Mexican dude, like kicking the other guy like in the groin four times or so in one fight. Here we had like lots of growing kicking back and forth. Why does this always happen with one championship? They kick more groins than I've ever seen in any sparring, like in amateur amateur rings. Like what what's happening with the groin kicks, people? I don't I don't get it. Um, anyways, yeah, <laughs> no contest, very disappointing. Um, before we had Ikoroni Saputra, like the, it's a new guy from Indonesia that I think one is trying to push because like, it's a new superstar. Uh, he defeated Liu Peng Shui, uh, sorry, <laughs> with one punch basically, like 10 seconds in. Um, he's faking going going low, goes high, overhand right, that's it, fully connected, that, that was it. Bit disappointing, but I mean, Perfect, con con perfectly connected. Uh, sorry, and the first fight of the card was Rahul, the Kerala crusher or something, Raju, um, versus someone I don't... Uh, Otgon Bastarnag, I don't know the guy, I'm sorry. Um, I know he can kick my ass. Um, Raju, however, has been in a few prominent spots, um, also gave a few very good accounts of himself. But then he lost, lost a fight or two or so. He didn't look that great, but he's always bouncing back and bouncing around and now should go up to to like bigger and better things again for him. Um, yeah, so that, that was Battleground 2, I think. One Battleground 2, again from Singapore. I think one Battleground 3 is going to be in two weeks, probably also again from Singapore. Um, yeah, so overall it wasn't that great. Um, the best fight to watch, probably Alex Silva versus Miao Li Tao. Um, the rest was... I mean, the main event was okay for what it was, but yeah, one championship, step it up, man, seriously. Bit disappointed. Um, they have better fighters on the roster, obviously. They're waiting for something big to, to use all the guys, I, I guess. Uh, but please, come on. This is... Also, when I look at the... We, we talk about the next card next week, um, but that Battleground 3 card does not look that great either. So, come on, one championship, step it up. You want to be on US television, don't you? Hmm. In this regard, though, uh, news, news, um, the one championship, uh, champion, Bibiano Fernandez, he said, um, he's bantamweight, uh, a wood weight, bantamweight, I think, in the UFC, he said he's confident he would um, break both champions, Aljamain Sterling 
and Sergio Pettis. So UFC and Bellator champions, he would break them both because he's the best in the world. Again, fighters need to have this kind of ego. But, I mean, he's great. I think he's really good. But he doesn't face the competition that they are facing. So... Hard, hard to say that I think but I, I wouldn't mind to see like a cross promotion fight. it will never happen with the UFC but maybe with Bellator so um, it would be interesting uh, last piece of news before we go into the previews um, Patron Sam came out after her loss at BKFC like two weeks ago or so and she's, she's like she had like lots of mental health struggles uh, after the latest loss like because everyone expects her to fail and everyone is expecting her to, f to, to lose and so on boohoohoo yeah poo oh poor patron sand who makes money with being in the spotlight i mean yeah mental health is a thing and i'm very sympathetic and i'm advocating for mental health and and so on but it's also a very easy excuse sometimes so if it's a real thing all thoughts with her but just being sad because you lost and because people are being mean now after You're hyping yourself up and you're like, I have my paid online service stuff and so on. And you're making like lots of money with posting those half nude pictures with you and Austin uh, there. Uh, you can't be mad that people are kind of like, haha, see, it doesn't all work out the way you thought it would be. Or like, say, I'm a, I'm a great boxer and then you get outboxed because you're not the greatest boxer. So can't be mad at people. I mean, you can be mad, but you, know, just, you should just ignore it. Like, F you guys, whatever, right? Let it be. Um, if, so don't just use mental health as an excuse. If it's real, get help. And I agree, then yeah, it's, we should definitely all um, be sympathetic to that. It just feels a little bit like an excuse. But who am I to judge? Like you, you tell me what you think if, if, you, um, if you think that's, that's right or um, she's just looking for a sympathetic excuse there. Okay, let's jump into the previews. UFC is back this coming weekend uh, with a uh, main event. Jared Cannonier versus Calvin Gastelum. Hey, two guys we haven't seen in a while, especially Jared, I mean, Calvin Gastelum is going to jump in for Paulo Costa again in the next fight probably, but Jared Cannonier has been out for quite a while, injured, sick, something like this. Um, he's back. This should be a fun fight. I, I like Cannonier. I like his style, but... Calvin Gaston just lost too many now. Always really close, but he lost too many. So he needs to bounce back and he needs to win this one. So KG on a mission for gold. You got this. I'm just thinking that Kennedy is going to be like two meters. And yes, I'm using meters taller than Gastelum, isn't he? But it should be a cool fight. They both can bring it. This should be a great fight. I can't wait. This should be a really good fight. I'm really looking forward to this. I think Kennedy takes it. I hope... KG pulls it off because I want to see another run. Um, Co-main is Clay Guida. Hey, <laughs> Clay Guida still around um, versus Mike Madsen. Uh, well, I, I, I always, too many a times I, I said Clay Guida is done and then he comes out like, oh, bam, 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 hitting himself and then he gets it done somehow. So don't count out Clay Guida. Um, yeah. We also have Parker, Parker Porter um versus chase sherman chase sherman hasn't been also on my radar for a, for a bit now um where has he been um always hard to pick against him because he was such a good prospect back then um so yeah i hope i to be honest i have no recollection of his last fight so i hope he pulls it off and it goes back into 
I know the race for something better. Uh, so that should like I'm really looking forward to like of course Clay Guida, but I mean the the main event is gonna be awesome. So I can't wait for this uh, Cannoneer versus Gaston. Let me know what you think uh, at Funkitpod on social media. Uh, that should be really cool. Bellator is also in action again. Uh, I'm looking at two fights in particular at the next Bellator event this coming week. We have Adam Boric versus JJ Wilson. Um, apparently JJ Wilson, who I didn't know really. I might have the name, yeah, but I haven't seen much. Um, eight and O, while Adam Boric is 17 and 1. Um, Adam Boric has always been pretty... I don't know how to say pretty cool to watch when he was in action on, on Bellator so I thought yeah cool another another highlight uh, for Boric but with Wilson 8 and 0 doesn't sound that bad uh, he's from New Zealand is he training where I think he's training are all New Zealand based fighters training at you know where <laughs> city kickboxing are they also Adam Boric hails out of Hungary by the way um probably not training there but um so this i mean if he's from if he's from city kickboxing i should do my homework here um, i will do until next week until the fight um this should be a good fight but adam borish fights are always always good actually main event is uh, czech congo versus uh karitonov sergey karitonov they've both been around forever haven't they um, let me look at the, the records record for Sergey Karitonov 30 30 and 7 record for Czech Congo um, 30 and 11 38 and 11 um, 30 and 11 crazy um, they've been around forever like when you hear Czech Congo like we're still but then look Sergey Karitonov has also been around for oh my god forever um, Karitonov apparently has a huge weight advantage, like 20 pounds more or so on Czech Congo, 25 pounds almost. Um, but yeah, I mean, Czech Congo always looks pretty ripped. But that's, oh man, there's two legends, obviously, but it's always hard to pick, like when those older guys go at it. Um, I like, I obviously like the bouncy style from Czech Congo a little bit better than like the. Should I say Russian style? <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way, too, to be honest. Uh, let me know what you think, of course. Like, will the Czech Congo like, um, pull it off again or is Sagi Karatonov too much here? Um, and last thing, the PFL is also still in action with the next round of playoffs. Uh, we will have a few playoffs there, actually, between, well, the most famous one probably will be Kayla Harrison is back in action. <laughs> She's gonna cut a promo afterwards again, probably. Kayla Harrison back in action. Um, versus, I have to look. Gina, Jenna, Gina Fabian. Um, yeah, I mean, how? <laughs> it's Kayla Harrison, right? 20 and 0 or something, uh, PFL. Um, yeah, she's gonna probably dominate and then gonna be like, no one can touch me and cut a promo again. So, I mean, you have to pick Kayla Harrison there, right? Does she always win a million dollars actually when she wins the tournament? Huh. We have Bruno Capellosa versus Jamel Jones as well. And I'm sorry, I don't know any of those, but they both look checked. It's, a, it's the heavyweight semifinal of the playoffs. So this, I mean, if they fight half the way they look, this should be interesting. <laughs> um, I promise I will get more into the PFL guys. We also have the women's lightweight semifinals with, with Larissa Pacheco and Taylor Guardado from the US, Brazil versus the US. I hope they fight better than 
the pictures make them look. <laughs> God, that sounds so terrible. I know they can kick my ass. I'm sorry. I'm just not that familiar with those those two um, fighters here. But I'm gonna watch it. So I um, PFL, um, please, uh, I know, convince me to stay with you. By the way, I do like the PFL website the best. It's a bit too overloaded, um, but at least it, it loads fast and it's like a builds like a leak, like a, like an NBA website, so easy to navigate. The other websites, UFC, Bellator, and BKFC, worst website in the world. Guys, if you need a decent website, get in touch. I'll help you out, seriously. Oh, God. And B speaking of which, uh, BKFC is back again. Back again. And we see... Um, Fights between Johnny Bedford and Reginald Barnett Jr. We also see, oh, can't say much to be honest, but Alan Belcher, Alan Belcher, he's a, he's a kind of a household name, versus Tony Lopez. And we have Quentin Henry versus Jason, Jason Fish. They both look like they could be my fathers. I hope they don't hurt each other. <laughs> uh, Johnny Bedford versus Reginald Barnett, by the way, is for the main event of in 135 pounds. Alan Belcher versus Tony Lopez is at 265 pounds at uh, a commitment, by the way, so it's um, heavy weight. All right, let me know what you think here. Um, no patron's hand this time, no super famous people. Chad Mendes signed. Did we talk about this last week? Chad, Man Chad Mendes signed for B um, BKFC. So they spending some money there. Guys, I had fights in Thailand. If you want another person on your roster let me know okay uh, that's it there's no one championship event coming up this week it's going to be in two weeks so we're going to gonna look into um this one battleground three or whatever uh, next week that's it for this week lots to discuss lots to look forward to so let me know what you thought about the the fights this past week what do you gonna think about the fights coming up what are your picks will you outpick me let's see um until then as always take care stay safe and i'll talk to you next time sorry cap.